0: Good morning. So I happen to uh, have the pleasure of being on your branch email list, and so I get your meetings, and I'm able to listen to your meetings, and I know that sometimes you will have a a song played, and I thought, all right, i got to take advantage of this today, because it fits, uh, I think it really fits with the day and with the message that the Lord's put on my heart. So if you'll bear with me, I am going to play a song here, and while I play this, it's a simple hymn. I'm sure you've all heard it. It's called Take My Life and Let It Be. Beautiful hymn. Listen to the words, okay? Today is a day of consecration. Today is a day of dedication. And that can mean different things depending on where we're at in life for each of us, okay? So just contemplate where you're at today and ask the Lord to reach out to you this morning, okay? How does that song make you feel? It's okay to respond. (laughs) Surrender. Good. Happy. happy. Okay. Puts things in perspective. perspective. Anybody else? Hopeful. Hopeful. Keep going. It's okay. Praise. Praise. Amen. I can do better. I can do better. Trusting Giving it all to God? All to God. Wonderful. Willingness. willingness. Amen. Amen. I'm sorry. Peaceful. That was a very peaceful rendition of that song too. Huh? Anyone else? Submissive. Submissive, right? Take my life. And let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. And it's easy to see why that topic would be on my heart today, right? I just had the opportunity to hold this precious, innocent child. I'm not saying that just because he's my nephew, which I'm so proud of. (laughs) So excited that I have a, a new nephew. I'm saying that because... When the disciples were debating amongst themselves who was the greatest in the kingdom, what did Jesus do in response? The word of God says he put a little child in their midst and said, this is the kingdom of God. And so I find myself this morning saying, how do I get to be like him? is my life consecrated, whereas that song says that my hands are at the impulse of God's love, that if God directs me to do anything with my life, I'll do it. And so understand as I'm delivering this message today, I'm talking to myself first and foremost. Do you want your life today to be consecrated for the work of the Almighty God? Yes. I do. But sometimes I'm afraid. Sometimes I'm fearful or doubtful or worried or skeptical or discouraged. Who here has ever been discouraged? Raise your hand. (laughs) Easy one, right? We can identify with that. The wonderful news is, and we heard this this morning at Sunday school, and I asked Brother Pete to send me that lesson because, boy, I could have left after Sunday school, but I know that we were going to bless this baby. So it was a wonderful, beautiful, enjoyable, uplifting message about what the Lord will do with us When we make the effort, when we take steps towards him, what he will do in response. Restore, renew, repent, reflect. Are you sitting here reflecting on your own life this morning? I am. I don't know how you could hold a a brand new child in your arms and not think to yourself, Of all of the experiences you've had in your life. Good and bad. Joyful, sorrowful. Both sides of everything, right? But as Brother Pete brought out this morning, we're aiming for something far beyond anything we could feel in this life. Let's go to the Word of God. I'm going to be in the book of Proverbs, 16th chapter. Uh, Verses 1 through 3. I'll just read these verses. The preparations of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weigheth the spirits. Commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. If we want to consecrate our, our life, everything that we are, everything that we do, everything that we represent, anything that we're able to do, where does it have to start? With our heart. All the ways of man are clean in his own eyes. Isn't that the truth? we can think that we're doing everything right. I'm on the right path, and hopefully we are. But if our heart isn't set first on the Lord, we will trick ourselves into thinking that everything we want and everything we do is right. Do you believe that? Have you experienced that? Have you ever wanted something so bad Brother Pete said it this morning about, uh, as a young person, you want to get married, right? You want to find a mate. But he said this so beautifully. Unless you're married to the Lord first, we can go off track, chase the wrong thing. I'll give you my own experience. Working in the corporate world the first 10 years of my career, Um, I remember a conversation with my dad when I was a young person, I don't know, high school maybe. He said, well, what do you want to do when you grow up? I said, I don't want to work for a bank. (laughs) What, What did I do when I got out of college? The first thing I did was go work for a bank. Brilliant. I had wonderful experiences there, I met wonderful people, but if you've ever worked inside a big corporation, you know that there are maneuvers to be made, right? Steps to be taken. You start to see, oh, this is how you play this game a little bit, right? And you can quickly go from what started out as a blessing because the Lord gave me my job. As he has for many of you. You can quickly fall into playing that game. And my heart could easily, and I'll confess to you, was tempted at times. Let me chase that over there. That looks really really attractive, more position, higher authority, however you want to phrase it, more money. Inherently, nothing wrong with it. But my heart wasn't set in a place where my hands were at the impulse of the love of God. And that's where I want to be. And that's where I hope we will all find ourselves. I remember having a conversation with my uh, previous boss of mine who is a wonderful friend and a mentor. And he was uh, in the midst of changing positions and he said to me once, something along the lines of, if I get this position, everybody in this building is gonna know my name. And I wanna, give you the caveat that this is the kindest, most loving, considerate man I've ever worked with in the professional world. He is a gem. But in that moment, his heart was set on something that wasn't God. It was for his own gain. And that's okay because it happens, right? All the ways of man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weigheth the spirits. Commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. So what that tells me is that if I commit my heart, if I commit my works, if I say, Lord, I want you. This is what I'm willing to do for you, which is just be your instrument. I'm giving myself to you. I don't want to tell you what I should be doing. Because now we've boxed the Lord in, we've limited him. The word of God says, seek not to counsel the Lord, but to take counsel from him. Because who are we, brothers and sisters and friends? Who are we? We were all made just as that beautiful, precious baby was made. Life breathed into our our life, our lungs, by the Lord himself. Guided throughout our lives, brought to a place, hopefully, where we've made a decision to surrender our lives to the Lord. So who am I to say to the Lord? You can use me, but only if it's in this specific way. I have to do the greatest, grandest thing that puts me in front of everybody, makes me look good, makes me popular, however you want to phrase it. We could be tempted to do that. But when we stop and strip ourselves back of all of those things and say, Lord, let my life, my life be your royal throne. That's the last line of that song. Just saying that makes me uncomfortable because I know my life. I know all of my shortcomings, most of them. My friends and family fill in the gaps for me when I'm forgetting some of them. (laughs) Thank God. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But when I think for a second that the Lord would look at my life and choose me to do anything for him, great or small, I think, how could that be? How could the Lord that created all of the universe that sent his son, that endured the suffering and the shame and the ridicule of the cross and completed the work on Calvary, as our brother said this morning, that God looks at me and says, I'll do something with you. My response should be, anything you want, Lord. I'm just so happy that you love me. I'm just so thrilled. I'm so filled with joy as we talked about this morning in Sunday school. I'm so filled with joy that I'll do anything. Great or small. Seen or not seen. How many of you have ever talked to somebody in private and your soul was uplifted? Raise your hand. How many of you have ever had somebody tell you that they prayed for you and you could literally feel their prayers? That is just as much the work of the Lord than anything else you see or anything else you will experience in your life. We had some that were anointed or uh, had hands laid on this morning uh, and the request was for spiritual strength. And as we were standing there, my heart started to break because I could remember a time where I needed spiritual strength and I had empathy. And I went back to that, that moment this morning. Brothers and sisters, I was in such a rut that when I would come to church, I didn't want to talk to anybody. And I love talking. My wife teases me that I'm always the last person out of the building. And I'm not proud to tell you that this morning. But I want to tell you that the Lord will lift you up from wherever you are if you say to him, Lord, I want to be yours again. Some here may be struggling. Some may be on the top of the mountain. I got news for you. If you're on the top of the mountain, Buddy up to somebody that isn't. Because that's how this works. We were at a camp out a few years ago, and I was going through this difficulty in my life, and I was just spiritually broken. And um, we were at a night meeting. Uh, the choir had just finished singing, had a great time singing in the choir, and I had a moment where you ever been singing a song and you just stop, cut out, and listen to everybody else because it sounds so wonderful? That's what happened to me that night. We were singing the song, I Surrender All. And I, on my way back to my seat, I'm coming back to my seat, and this brother who has been a mentor to me, has loved me from the time I was a little kid, just grabbed me and threw his arms around me. He said, while you were up there singing, I couldn't look away from you. There was this light above your head, and I saw things being sucked out of your body and going out out of the room. And I broke down and cried. You know why? Because that brother had no idea what I was dealing with. Zero. Zero. Because I had shut everybody off. And the God of heaven looked at me in that pitiful, broken state and reached out his hand to me. Said, I'm not done with you. And at that moment, the acceptance that came into my heart I wanted to say no. I wanted to fight. I wanted to just push it off and say this is, this is ridiculous. That didn't happen. But the Lord began to recover me. As he does time and time and time again. And I grew and got better because the people that weren't struggling carried me. They reached out to me. They called me. They texted me. They loved me. And we know from the word of God, again, I'm referencing the Sunday school lesson here because I was, I was just captivated by it this morning. You guys have obviously been blessed in the last several weeks with this lesson. When you talk about being recovered or renewed... I want you to understand something. It's as easy. The process starts as easy as asking for God's help. The one scripture that was referenced in the PowerPoint was Psalm Psalm 51, I believe, where David is repenting of his sin, and he says, Lord, create in me a clean heart. Create in me a clean heart and make it new. And brothers and sisters, today we serve a God whose only requirement is a clean heart, a broken and contrite heart, and a broken and contrite spirit. And David says so beautifully, if you required anything else, I would give it. But since this is what you require, that's what I'll give. That's the wonderful thing about the Lord. He doesn't look at us and say, well, you're over here, you're over here, you're doing well, you're not doing well. I can work with these that are doing well, but those that are over here that aren't doing well, and I'm not saying this side of the room isn't doing well. I'm just, just making a point. None of that matters because he sees each of us individually, looks down at each of us individually, knows our heart, knows our thoughts So today, I'm asking you and I'm asking myself. Let's find a way to further consecrate our lives to the Lord. That if all you can do is pray for other people, I say that all you can do. There's a brother in my branch, Brother Abel Demelis. You might know Brother Dino Demelis. This is his father. Sister Noreen, his wife, jokes because every morning breakfast lasts almost two or three hours. Because after breakfast, you know what he does? He prays for each and every member of our branch. This man is sick, beyond sick. He's physically struggling, and every morning he breaks his heart for the people of God. If you can teach the the kids for junior church, teach them. You have a musical talent, let the Lord use you. Put yourself at the availability of the Almighty God today. When we do that, His glory, His glory is revealed for His purposes. I don't feel to go any further. I just want to say that I love all of you. I feel like I'm at home when I'm here. Very much so. This feels a lot like my branch in Michigan. And I'm just so glad that we can share and enjoy the love of God together today. Knowing with assurance that the God that created the heavens, the earth, and all mankind loves us so much that he would extend his hand down to us and give us the opportunity to do anything for him. So let's be available today. May God bless you.